We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah. rejoice and be glad. We are beginning another week with you in your presence, O oh God. The Bible says you are the Lord that giveth us wisdom and teacheth us how to profit. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to love you more. We want to fulfill our purpose in this world. So Lord, we ask again, Lord, Lord, that you will come and teach us your word. Precious Holy Spirit, minister to every man, every woman, young, old, at the point of our very needs today. Touch our lives. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen. Now we put our hands together for Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. God bless you. Glory be to God. I want to welcome you all to this Be My Guest Sunday. And um, I'm, I'm sure that we are going to be blessed afresh and tantalized by the word of God. Amen. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great experience in the house of God today. And I want to welcome all our guests to church. Those of you who are joining us for the very first time as guests, we hope that you are going to be having a great time today in Jesus' name. Now, something great is happening on Tuesday. You know, um, it's not every time we go to church and um, maybe the preacher has to pray. There are different ways we'll experience the Word of God. And one of those unique ways is this coming... Uh, Tuesday, which is our moving night. Okay, it's going to be a special moving night. We are bringing 
um, your favorite movie, studio, um, theater, what do we call it? Cinema to church. You're going to be having a great time. And it's called cheat. Uh, I said chat and cheat or cheat and chat. No, chat and sit, not cheat. No, chat and sit and chat or whatever um, the team have called it. But this Tuesday is going to be a special one. You're just going to be in church to be treated to a wonderful atmosphere of movie. And um, it's going to be a wonderful movie night. And with your popcorn out, and uh, we know that there will be some freebies outside for you to just at least uh, come with your husband, with your friend, with your loved ones, sit around together as a family. We are going to the cinema in church, and it's going to be a wonderful experience. We are going to make it, but we are we are not going to be using the screen. So don't think that it's going to be a small movie. Um, you're good. The the the, the stage. The movie will should be as big. We are going to be using the stage so that everybody can have that cinema effect and not what you are watching from the TV. So it's going to be a great time this coming Tuesday. And um, I want you to look forward to it. Amen. And, um, you know, they made an announcement the other time about Rep Your Club. You know, football is one of the things that cut across. And uh, like today, when I told all of us to dress down you know just relax that's why i'm not wearing my suit next sunday we are also not going to be wearing uh so we are going to wear your sport jersey your favorite those of you who love table tennis just wear your sport jersey but i know that majority of us won't have one club or the other some of us have manchester disunited and you now have <laughs> you know so whichever one you are um, we are just saying, come. Uh, uh, you know, most of us as Christians do not know that we can also have fun serving God. We think that every time it has to be spirit, spirit, there is a time for us to pray, there is a time for us to fast, but we are just changing the atmosphere a bit for us to be able to also know that serving God does not have to be very rigid, you know, everybody looking so serious, you know, we can be relaxed. And what will I preach on a sports Sunday? What has Christianity got to do with sport? And uh, how does sport and affect our lives well wait till next sunday to see so i want to quickly talk to some of our mommies and our daddies our brothers our sisters who do not like to dress um young we are taking him back to being young that is what is all about amen uh-huh. so don't be surprised uh, if you see some of our daddies wearing jeans to church next sunday you have never seen i don't think i've seen that that kind of jeans before that i've seen your jeans before uh, yeah, but next Sunday, you're coming with your jeans, right? Yeah, you're wearing your jeans and your jersey, you understand? Go look for your jeans, look for your jersey, you know? Um, if you're a woman, if you don't feel comfortable with jeans, you can wear But just dress smart, dress casual, dress happy. Let them now substitute that your church and they don't backslide. Now, I thought you got that one, so. Now, I thought you didn't go with Jesse, so. You see, that's a mentality and uh, that is making all of us think that when we say Jesus and serving God, we cannot have fun. All right? And um, I don't think serving God does not mean you cannot have fun. You cannot be yourself. No, that is not what Christianity is all about. All right? You can be happy serving God. You can be dressing smart, serving God. Mm. 
So you mean say, make I just come to a word? Let, okay, you try it and see whether God will not answer your prayer next week Sunday. Amen. Amen. Don't make yourself feel old. If you are already so old before you are 90, when you are 90, what will you be? <laughs> so that's the concept of what we are trying to do next week Sunday. It's not that we are trying to spoil church like some of us would think, but we are trying to give our Christian life values and meaning. All right? So it's just a season. All right? So I want to encourage you to be part of Tuesday, to be part of and um, Sunday, and I know that the Intercontinental Sunday rehearsals have started, all right? Most of us in our various chapel, they've started the rehearsal for Intercontinental Sunday. Intercontinental Sunday, we are going international. You know, you see everybody dressed in different countries they represent. Those of you um, who want to represent Nigeria, you are going to dress in Nigeria. In fact, our worship team are going to be representing, you are going to see them in there. Some of us, we have not treated you to Niger Delta songs before in this church. Wait for International Sunday. It's going to be special Niger Delta style for our worship team. You are going to see them coming in some, we are bringing some core worry songs, some song, you know, so, Intercontinental Sunday is going to be a great time. Hallelujah. So, I want you to look forward to it. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, you may observe that once I finish preaching after the service, I have to go out and I promise our dancing step team that they are following me somewhere because there's a church I have to minister this morning. In fact, the church is in session because of me. They had to extend the ser their service to, to, to a long while because I told them I cannot be there until 11 o'clock. And um, they are a people of God. You know, God wants us to be a blessing to other people. So um, you may see me moving now, especially our guests. That is not the usual thing. I will have, uh, Today I want to really interact with all our guests, but I need to be somewhere by 11 on the dot um, to be able to minister. Imagine if the entire church, we are waiting for a man of God to come and minister to us from 11 o'clock. You understand? Because they have no choice. I told them I cannot miss our service. All right? That's outcome. So I want you to please understand that when you see me just moving out, that is not because hmm, that your pastor said does not easily wait to even greet us. Mm -hmm. That is not how it is. Praise the Lord. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Okay. This morning, I want uh, uh, in the first service, I entered the kitchen, and some of you are at the other angle. If you can't see my kitchen, I think you should move from where you are to um, the other place. And some of you will be wondering what are all these. Um, ingredients uh, on the table for you know um, recently I challenged my wife to a cooking competition it's been over one month she has not entered the kitchen to cook with me because I'd wanted to show her that um, what a woman can do in her can do better and I said all the spaghetti she has been preparing it out me I wanted to do what is called Mexican pepperoni spaghetti <laughs> but she has refused to buy me the ingredients. <laughs> All right, but that's not what I want to do this morning. Okay, this morning, because I've been running the series on fulfilling your purpose. And um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Give us Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Okay, now I have yes a seasoner, um, what we popularly call Maggie. Uh, I have here a season. These are the things, recipes or things we use to cook our food. I have here thyme. And um, I have, I think this is curry or black pepper. And I wish I could have had more. And also have here 
salt. Now, I brought these four spices here and flavors because they are very important to our everyday cooking. No matter what you want to do, you need either of these spices to make up a good meal. Now, it's amazing that even, even though seasoners have evolved with time to what we then have as cubes, seasoners, all right? But our, even our forefathers, our um, foreparents, they don't use this, but they also have ways of seasoning their food. Now, you realize that despite all the curry time and um, whatever we have, there are different purposes all these serves when we are cooking. Whether you want to cook rice, you want to cook beans, you want to prepare that your favorite edikai soup, um, what is oha, um, you know, um, you know, some of you are wondering right now, I'm spoiling your fast in church. All right. You know, all these meals are nice. But in all, you can cook a food without using time. Sometimes we cook meals without using maggi. There are food we cook, we don't put cubes, seasoners there, like beans, like rice, white rice and all. There are meals we cook without using black pepper. Am I right or wrong? There is not every time you use black pepper or curry to prepare your meal. But there are hardly any meal we cook without salt. So of all these, you may even realize that, that even some of them may be more expensive than the salt. There is hardly any meal that does not have a salt content in it. Now, what does the salt do when we cook our food? The salt does not change the taste of the seeds now. The salt does not change the taste of the thyme or the curry. The salt does not change the taste of the black pepper or the tomatoes or the onions or the garlic or the ginger. But what the salt does is that it actually brings out their flavor. The salt blends all this together so that when the food comes to your taste, you appreciate it more. The salt has a power of making the uniqueness of the food to come out. When you cook rice and you don't add salt, even though the rice has not lost its taste, it still tastes But for you to feel the real taste of the rice, what do you do? You put the salt. Then the salt enhances the taste. Amazingly, when the Bible wants to liken us metamorphically, when, when the world, when, when God wants to compare us to anything, he says that you are the salt of the world. You are the salt of the earth. In fact, the Romans have um, a saying that says that sun and salt are the two most important ingredients in life. Sun and salt. They are the two most important ingredients in life. In fact, when Jesus was writing, when the Lord Jesus was saying this, he was actually using that adage, that proverb, that saying that was common in his days, which was that the father's son and salt are the, the, the most important ingredient of life. So the Lord Jesus took that Roman saying and rather say, you are the salt of the world, you are the light 
of the world. You are the salt of the earth. It's amazing that Jesus did not say you are the salt of heaven. Because when most of us become born again, most of us children of God, from the day we become born again, we don't think of the earth. We are only thinking of heaven, 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 heaven. We don't think that we can make a difference in this earth. So most of us think that to be a Christian is just for us to live in this world, fold our hands until the day we go to heaven. That is not why God created you. That is not your purpose as the salt of the earth. Now, the Lord Jesus said something in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. He said, if the salt have lost its savour, if the salt loses its flavour, the question I want to ask you today, like I did in first service, is that can the salt lose its taste? Can the salt lose its flavor? Can the salt lose its savour? Can the salt stop tasting as salt? Can the salt lose its flavor as salt so that when you put it in your mouth, you don't feel that it's salt again? Those of you who are here in the second service, do you think the salt can lose its taste? You said yes? You said yes or no? So the salt will always remain as the salt. But well, if you said yes, you are right. If you said no, you are also not wrong. But there is a better reason. Actually, the salt can lose its taste. The salt can lose its taste. There, are, there is something that can be done to the salt that can make it lose the power of its flavor. Lose the power of its taste. For the salt to fulfill its purpose, this salt has to remain in that original formula. Now, anytime you carry salt, salt is a demonstration of union. It's a demonstration of the union of the power of two things that have come together to fulfill its purpose. This salt you are seeing contains two ingredients that makes it salt. Scientists um, in uh, chemistry, the, the chemistry was able to actually explain to us the two compounds that make a salt to be salt. And um, in chemistry, they explained to us that there are two ions that makes the salt salty, that makes the salt as its flavor, that, that gives the salt its power. Those two components is, are called sodium and chloride. In fact, in chemistry, if you, want, if you want to call it salt, you call it sodium chloride. When you say sodium chloride, any chemist, any scientist knows that you are referring to the table salt. So, sodium brought one ion on board. Chloride brought one ion on board. And both of them became salt. So, if I want to remove the power of the salt, all I need to do is to separate sodium from chloride or chloride from sodium. If we remove the chloride substance from this, it's no longer salt. If I remove the sodium con content from this, it's no longer salt. It may still be white, but it will lose its taste. It may still retain its color. In some cases, it will even change color. Because one of the content, the two came together to form the white substance you are seeing. So sodium and chloride, the power of the two is what makes salt to be called salt and gives it its flavor and substance. Now, if the Lord can say, you are the salt of the world, 
If every salt has two components to fulfill its purpose, that means that you too, in order to fulfill your purpose in life, you have to have that two components. Remember, the word salt simply means the combination of two ions called sodium and chloride. Now, when Jesus said, you are the salt of the world, then you have to find out that what, which one are you? Which of the components are you? Because it has to be you plus something to be called salt. Are you with me? Am I making it very clear? Let me explain very clear again. This salt contains two things. And what are those two things that it contains? Sodium and what? Chloride. Fantastic. The combination of the two makes it what? Salt. Good. Now, when Lord, you too, you are the salt of the world. It simply means that you too, there are two aspects to your life to fulfill your purpose. The purpose of the salt to preserve, to enrich, to give flavor. You are called to give flavor on this earth. You are called to enrich the world. You are called to preserve the world. That means as the salt of the world, there are two aspects to your life. In order to fulfill your purpose as a human being, you must know that every salt contains two components. You too, you contain two components. If you separate yourself from the other component, you can no longer be what God wants you to be. You can no longer fulfill your purpose. You can no longer be who God has created you to be. That is why Jesus said you are the salt of the world. The moment you are separated, just like sodium is separated from chloride, you are no longer relevant in the scheme of things. And this is what is happening in our world today. I, I showed a, a video clip. I hope they will be able to show it to those who are online. Um, it's just a short video clip of our Nigeria, our present-day Nigeria today. And I'm saying to you that there are two aspects to your life. So you are going to be sodium. I want to find out which aspect of your life is the chloride. Or you are the chloride, which aspect of your life is the sodium that, need, that you need to be what God wants you to be, to be who God wants you to be, to fulfill your purpose. Now, can you show me the video clip, please? Today, this is a young man. In, in the context when we look at him, this boy cannot be more than 18 years of age. The boy right now is pointing to these two young boys. These two young boys are in their 20s. But actually, what you are watching right now is that this boy is pointing out those two guys with others who are now at large as the people who have been kidnapping and killing people in their community. These are this today, these ones you are looking at in today's Nigeria have kidnapped people and have been killing people. The question is some years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we would never have dreamt, or that is, am I not right, that there will be a day that a, a, a boy as young as this or somebody in their 20s will be. I didn't enough in today's Nigeria to kill people, to kidnap people, and some of the people who cannot pay, they kidnap them and they bury them and they even throw their corpses on the roadside. This is our country today. 
This same week, this past week, um, uh, in Abuja, the, um, the train from Abuja to um, Kaduna was, they planted explosive. Look at it. Now, what you are seeing right now is the, this train was carrying a lot of passengers moving from Abuja to Kaduna, and uh, the bandits went to the rail line, planted bombs. And as the train was approaching, they blew up the bombs so that all the passengers who the train was carrying will die or the train will somersault then they can perpetrate them. Now, when the train refused to somersault or was able to escape, then they began to shoot at the train. And you know, that was the blood you were looking at. The question is, how did we get to this point? What is going wrong? Now, I want to show you another country. As at 1960, when Nigeria got our independence, this country was nowhere near our country at all. As at 1960, look at it. This was how this country looked like. This is, today, Nigeria still looks like this. But a country once looked like this. This was 1960. As at 1960, the, our currency in this country was far greater value than this country. We were, we were even in fact, do you know that a country like Dubai, as at the late 80s, right, had no good airports. As a late 80s, going to 90, Dubai, when you come down from your plane, from the plane, and uh, go and find out because I met somebody who was there. He said, you have to use, they will come and greet you with umbrella if it's raining before they take you to the tarmac. It was that bad. As at the time, this country, between 1960 to 1980, Nigeria's currency was very powerful. We had one of the best universities in the world. People were coming from Ghana and everywhere to school in Nigeria. You are Usuka and the rest. We were leading. We were doing well. As at, as at that time, one, if I one pounds and to, to, was, to one our naira. If I at the point, people were, they were even begging us to travel. We were not traveling now. But look at, this is a country that both of us started the race together in the 60s. Watch something very quickly now. Can you play the video? You can see this video. This was how they were. This is their leader. Uh, this was 1986. He was telling them that this country would change as of 1986. He was telling them that we have to change this country. Something has to change. The name of this man is called Lin Kuan Yu. He was the leader. Now look at them selling beans by the roadside. Pause. Do we still sell beans in Nigeria? Do we still have such a lifestyle here? This was 1986. What the last image you saw of people carrying beans, rice by the roadside was around 1986. And the man said, we can make this country great. Oh yeah, forward. Let's see what has happened. Between that time to 2015. Alright, look at the children selling, not going to school, selling by the roadside. But one man, one man took the position of power and said, this country, we are driving it to around. We are moving it around. This is the country as of today. This is the country as of today. Look at the country. The country has transformed to becoming an economic power. Nigeria is nowhere near Singapore today. Unfortunately, also, this country does not have oil. This country does not have gold. This country does not have half of the resources we have 
in Nigeria, the country you are looking at. But do you know what they had? They had a man who sat there and transformed into what you are now seeing at. Well, you may want to cry. You may want to feel sad. Pause. Let's move on now. The question is, what is the way forward? If you and I, for instance, must know that Jesus said, you are the salt. Wherever we find ourselves in Nigeria today is because the salt has lost its flavor, right? The salt that is supposed to preserve, enrich, add flavor to it, that salt is no longer doing its work or fulfilling its purpose. What do we need to understand? What we need to understand, the missing component in our life that can help us fulfill our purpose is the God factor. And when I say God factor, you see, this is what, what I'm trying to achieve. People think when we talk about God, God is expressed in my not wearing scarf, in my not wearing shoe well, in my poverty. God is actually expressed in our love. There's a quote that says that what we do speaks louder than what we say. What we do speaks louder than what we say. In fact, what, do, what we do speaks so loudly that the world cannot hear what we say. That is the quote. What we do speaks loudly that the world cannot hear what we say. What is the missing component, my fellow salts of this earth? My fellow salts of Nigeria. What is the missing component? The missing component is the God love. And what what is God? You see, most of us, the perception of God is that God is fire, God is thunder, God is this, God is that. But what is who is God? The Bible says that God is love. First John chapter 4, verse 8 says, For God is love. What kind of love is God? You see, love is in the Greek, love is expressed in with three Greek words. We have eros, which is the sexual love that exists between partner or the love that says, what can you do for me? We have philia. This is the love that expresses itself in what can we do for one another. In other words, you are good to me, I am good to you in return. Because you are nice to me, I will be nice to you. Because you love me, I will love you back. So in other words, when you stop to love me, I will not love you back. When you stop to be kind to me, I will not be kind to you. This is the kind of love that exists between friends. But there's another love called the agape love. In fact, when the Bible says that God is love, it's talking about the fact that God is agape. Unfortunately, agape love is not what you can produce by your power. Agape love, my fellow salt, listen to me, is the love that is produced as a result of your relationship with God. Now, this is where I am getting adding to right now. Most of us think that when we give our life to Christ, it's all about evil straits. Evil straits. Evil straits. So why, do you, why are you born again? Because I want to make evil. No! Actually, when you become born again, the first thing God wants to use it for is to make a difference on this earth. The earth has to feel your impact before the heaven can feel your impact. You see, earth is where Jesus, he didn't say you are the salt of heaven. Heaven is perfect already. Where you are needed as a flavor, 
where you are needed as a preserver, where you are needed as an enricher of life and destiny is not in heaven, but is on this earth. So we as Christians today think that whenever you are praying, your prayer life is about God meeting your needs. Whenever you are studying your Bible, it's about God meeting your needs or doing something for you. But no, actually, it's about that love of God flowing in your life. You can never fulfill your purpose in life without the love of God being, being flowing through you, walking through you, moving through you. Love is actually the answer. When you look at our country today, so many churches everywhere. This Sunday morning now, you cannot count how many churches all around Nigeria are opening. But by Tuesday, when we go outside there, we cannot tell who is a Christian or not. Because why? The love content is what? Missing. There are three ways love can be expressed. Three ways love can be expressed. When I'm talking about agape love, there are three ways it can be expressed. Say to your neighbor, there are three ways it can be expressed. One, upward. Secondly, horizontally. What, vertically, horizontally, inward. Give me the image of the, the, the love demonstration, please. Agape love in us, the love of God in us, can be expressed in three dimensions. Upward, outward, inward or we call it vertical horizontal and what inward self-love when you give your life to christ the bible said that one of the gifts you receive is the gift of agape romans chapter 5 verse 5 says for the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts through the holy spirit that is given to us but unfortunately, most of us do not know how to develop our agape love. And do you know what happens? When agape love is absent, what the two types of love you have left is what we call the eros or the philia. Eros, between husband and wife kind of love. This is the kind of love that you don't see that it makes us, when there is eros, you see that most of us, then we only think of our immediate family. You think of yourself, you think of your husband, and you think of your children alone. And you think that that is all that God has made you to be. If that is how you are thinking, of course, that is a type of love. But that is the, not the love that will help you fulfill your purpose in life. That is eros. Because you see, these children are going to do you good, so you love them. Eros makes you think of your immediate environment. Because they benefit you. So when you look at your life today, if this whole week, for instance, that everything you have done is for your children, your husband, yourself, you are actually operating in errors. Your agape love is faulty. The second thing is that the way, another way is towards others. So you realize that now you are comfortable more thinking of maybe your family members and other people around you. Now, Failure is this. Even you want to even serve God, but you realize that maybe, for instance, you are in church, you look for what you can do to fulfill your purpose, you are serving God, still worship, but you, you realize that the day somebody in church offends you, you find yourself living. And of a truth, the person is guilty, you are not. 
But you care less of the father. My role as a singer, my role as a usher is so important right now. But this man has offended me. This pastor has offended me. This pastor's wife has offended me. This person has offended me. But you don't care about that anymore. Do you know what you do? Sometimes we withdraw our service. I'm not doing anything again. Or sometimes we say, I'm packing my bag. I'm leaving that church. The question is, well, the next church you are going to go, I give you some time, you still have to leave. Because when you get there, you will still meet human beings there too. Oh, you meet human beings there too. Do you know why? You see, whenever you are offended, even by anybody, whenever you are hurt, that is the time that is, will reveal whether your vertical love, the agape love, is present or not. Because see, if the agape love is present, even though you are offended, even though you are not happy, even though you, you, you don't like what is going on, some are. The Lord is able to move your heart to just help them and say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. What will help you fulfill your purpose in this world is the agape power. Is somebody with me? The love of God has to flow into your errors, love, into your filial love. You need the filial love to build friendship. You need the Eros law for marriage and family. But in all, the world needs you more than that. When you look at for the local government chairman to all of us here today, when was the last time you prayed for Nigeria? In fact, the prayer, our Rise to Glory prayer this week is going to change because we are entering into a new season. And you see us praying more for Nigeria and other things. But the truth is that Nigeria can be a better place if you and I allow our relationship with God to be intact. The Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can what? The righteous. What is missing in our country? What is missing in our home? The love of God is what will make a difference. How do you develop this love for God? Because the Bible says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. How do you develop your love for God? Number one, you develop your love for God, which is the love that will help you fulfill your purpose in this world by surrendering to God. Acknowledging him, Lord, be the Lord of my life. You see, when you love God, you will not find it difficult to go where he wants to send you. The second thing I want you to know today, you develop your love for God by obedience to whatever he says. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, and then verse 15 said, If you love me, obey my commandment. If you love me, obey my commandment. You see, God wants to make you great in his hand. Every one of you listening to me this morning, do you know that only you alone can make a difference in Orilla Agege? But the power to make that difference will come from the love of God flowing. In you and what is the key to that love obedience when he wakes you up to pray in the night say i cannot pray by not praying alone you cannot tell what that prayer has done in your community when he wakes you up to say hey my dear i want to go and preach to that person you say you know i don't feel good right now and you are considering your own feeling and you will not go and preach to that person do you know why some of us don't preach anymore 
Because ordinarily we are waiting for the day we will feel like preaching. Maybe if some of us had actually preached in that bus, the boy that you, are, you saw in that movie today, maybe that boy would not have, in that video today, would not have been a kidnapper. Do you know that the man who led to the death of over 50 million people in the world, his name is Adolf Hitler. Do you know that that man was in a monastery, was in a church for years as a young boy? And little did they know that what they did and refused to do to that boy was going to affect over 50 million people in the world. Never underestimate the power of your life. All you need is make sure you take your relationship with God seriously. Your relationship with God is not about going to heaven. Your relationship with God is about making impact on this earth. The moment you wake up in the morning, the next time you are praying, you are not praying because of Gary and Bates. You are not praying because of your children. You are praying so that you will become the salt in your generation. And I see God raising people up that will make the difference in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Nigeria is in need of salt. Nigeria right now is in need of salt. The church folk must rise up to fulfill our purpose. And we begin to fulfill our purpose by taking your relationship with God much more seriously. The church has always made a difference. I'm challenging you today that you and I can make a difference. And it begins with obeying God. One man called Abraham. God said, get thee out of your father's house into a place I will show you. God did not even tell him the place. And you know, he said, okay, God, here we go. And he began to follow God. God said, stay here. He stayed. Move. He moved to the, where we sing. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed. What are you celebrating? Obedience. See, I'm not saying you should not focus on heaven. But now, think of how you and your God can make a difference in this earth. Agege needs us. Your, our community needs us. And you cannot be salt without the God content. So stop thinking that your relationship with God is about heaven, 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 heaven. Is somebody with me this morning? Say with me, it begins here and give it to me. Now let me give you a story before I close. A man named Martin Luther King Jr., was born in America. During his days, you two people cannot enter into the bus who are black. One has to stand for the other. So it was so bad that even if an 80-year-old woman is sitting down and a nine-year-old white boy entered into the bus, that 80-year-old black woman must stand up for that nine-year-old white boy. Why? Because She's black. is white. But this group of Christians in their community realize that they are the salt of the world. They realize that nothing changed until we as Christians change. And they realize that that change we seek begins not with what we say, but what we do in our relationship with God. What I am trying to let you know this morning is that your relationship with God is what will cause agape to flow into your life. When agape is flowing, 
It will affect how you relate with others. It will affect how you relate with yourself. And when agape is flowing, just as this salt, people will remember you for the difference you make in this world. Because God is going to use you to bring generational change, generational transformation. This man called Martin Luther, with the fellow Christians, he was in a church called Ebenezer Baptist Church. His father was a pastor. He was also a reverend. He was even a reverend in the church. He was the assistant pastor of the church. But they realized something. As they kept spending time with God, God began to open their eyes to how they can change things in their society. One of the members of that church, a woman, got into the bus one day. After she must have spent time with God, everything begins. See, we, we are not activists like the world. We are change agents that will bring transgenerational changes. That is why I'm saying the devil does not want you to have time for God. Because he knows when you have time for God, Nigeria will be a better place. And when we have time for God, it will not be scarce to see Christians on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Everywhere, people will feel the flavor of our Christianity. This woman entered the bus that day. And of course, this young boy came in and stood by the woman with arrogance, expecting this woman to stand up. And the woman looked at her, said, Shiketabaya, I have come to make a difference in my generation. I have spent time with God. We will go through this. And the woman refused to stand up. The police came later and arrested her for civil disobedience. And the entire church and the black people in the community, they went on air and gathered and said, in Montgomery, it's just like saying in the entire Agege, we are not going to enter any bus again. Maybe in like Ikeja, Agege, Lagos, for until they put a stop to this. Do you know that there were Christians in the church that began that movement? And for 381 days, that is almost two years, these people were trekking to work and coming back. They, were, they refused to enter any bus. And after 381 days, the Supreme Court of the United States of America looked and said, this has to stop. Now, the, um, racial segregation in buses is unlawful and we are putting an end to it. Do you know that was what brought that turn around in America? Some people somewhere who value their relationship with God and God was able to use them as change agents. Our purpose begins with doing something right now. You see, all this kidnapping can stop. All this banditry can stop. And it begins with you and I going back to God. Taking your relationship with him seriously. Not because of heaven or because of the daily bread. But because you recognize that salt cannot stand alone. And as you stand with him every day, you see new ideas will start coming. Do you know that after that time, they conceived another thing? And that was because black people were not qualified enough to vote. And the Southern Christian conference leaders, that was the one Martin Luther King, a 39-year-old boy, was the leader. They, they are called Southern, not PDP, not APC, not NNC. Southern Christian conference leaders. Then they moved again, gathered other Christians, and spoke, 
reverend, pastors, church workers, all of them. But one thing they have in common is the power of righteousness that comes from their relationship with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they did what they call a Washington match. In 19, 1968, there about 1968, then they marched onto Washington, demanding equal rights. Do you know that these people forced the hand of the government? That was the day the man was killed. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed during that match. He was killed when he was 39 years old. In fact, do you know one thing that happened? I forgot to tell you something. You observe that there was something on his chest here. That was a knife on the chest of that boy. He was 29 years old when somebody stabbed him. Because the person felt now he was trying to do a lot of things. And they stabbed him. And even at this point, do you know what kept on going? He said, I will not allow bitterness in my heart. Because once I allow bitterness, the devil will derail me from my purpose. You see, that malice you are keeping, that anger that you are there keeping, that all those things, it, the bigger picture is that the devil needs you to be like that so that you will not fulfill your larger purpose in the hand of God. You think it's just between you and your husband you are keeping the malice. But the problem is that where there is malice, where there is hatred, there cannot be love. And where there is no love, you, sort, you will cease to become salt. And where you are not the salt, there will be more banditry. There will be more thieves. There will be more kidnapping. Because why? It is the salt that makes all the flavor come out. So even at this point, the man said, I will not allow, I forgive the woman that did that to me. Why? He did not allow the devil to put anything in his hand. Finally, do you know what happened? When they marched, by the time they finished marching, the government, the Supreme Court also, no, the National Assembly of U.S. came together and said, if we don't want trouble from all these people who are Christians, you know what we have to do? We have to make sure that everybody has the right to vote. Today, a new generation has come. Leaping from the movement of 1968, 1970, 1980. Today, America today, everywhere is a, hey, oh, hey, oh. But because the, some generation paid the price. You and I, you see, righteousness is not about making heaven. Imagine when this man was doing the match. They check his account and realize that, oh, he was collecting bribe. He was an good German. Do you think he will have the power to keep on marching? No. Do you think he will have the power to keep on marching? Imagine they realize that, oh, this man was sleeping around with other women. Do you think he will continue to have the power to keep on marching? So do you realize that sin does not just take people to hell? Sin hinders men from fulfilling their purpose on earth. That's it. So whenever the next time you find yourself in that corner, Trying to live a some way life. Know that it is not just about hell. It's about the devil taking all of us. One person at a time. One person at a time. One person at a time. And destroying the relationship we have with God. And ultimately, Nigeria will get to the point where to even travel to Ibadan now, you have to do fasting and prayer. Just one hour journey. This past week, this same past week, a, an entire prison in Ibadan was ransacked by bandits. Open up. We've never seen such a thing before. Over 400 inmates were released by AK-47 wielding bandits. 
in your Nigeria of today, in my Nigeria of today. So the next time you go on your nails, don't just think of heaven. Thy kingdom come here on earth as it is what? Who is responsible? Before you point to Buari, let's begin to point to ourselves. So the next time we go and pray and fast, remember it's not about going to heaven. It's about making this earth a better place. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. I pray today you will, that God will take you from today as the salt and begin to sprinkle us in our community, in your compound, in your home, in your, in your, in your streets. I pray today that you see, the next 20 years, a generation will come and make reference to you and I. That these were people who marched on their streets and took it for Christ. Do you know that even as a church, if we decide to march one day in Orila Gege, we can draw the attention of the government to this place. Alright? And, so, and a lot can change. But before we do that, he who must come to equity must come with what? Clean hands. It begins with me. Remember, no matter how powerful a salt is, it cannot stand alone. So this week, take your relationship with God much more serious. Go back to the place where righteousness becomes your own. Agape love will make you a better person. When you are a better person, God will have people he can use to bring peace to our country, to bring peace to our nation. You see, when you pass Lekki on the day of Kansas on Wednesday, so I went there on Wednesday, see so many police trucks, vans, guns, and I said, this is not the answer. This, guns have never solved any problem. Arresting people cannot make anything better. What makes is that we all have to change from here. And I see you and I rising up as a change agent. Bringing the salt of God to our generation in the name of Jesus. Can we stand to our feet as we pray this morning? Have you lost your salt? Have you lost your taste? Have you lost your intimacy with God? Do you pray because you want God to give you money, because you want God to give you clothes, or you want, but do you pray so that you, God, you can, God can be part and parcel of your life, so that you can become a better person? I don't know who you are this morning. Maybe you too, you realize that you have been doing life alone. Now you are into cultism, homosexualism, into different things, because your love is finding expression at different level, but not in the way God wants it. God wants to make the difference in your life. All is bad, all is close. I want to quickly pray for those who want to give their life to Jesus. If you are here this morning, you want me to pray for you, Pastor, please. I want to be the salt of the world. I want my relationship with God to be mended again. I want, to, I want, I want God to use me as the salt in my generation. I want to be the Reverend Martin Luther, Brother John, brother, brother, whatever you are. God wants to use you to make the difference as the salt of the world. You want the love of God to flow through you and in you. God wants to use you. So you want to say, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life to God. Pastor, please, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want God to be part of my life. I cannot run alone. Just lift up your right hand wherever you have. I want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. I see those hands. 
God is going to make the great difference in your life. God bless you. Oh, wonderful Jesus. God bless you. Place those hands on your chest this morning. I want to pray for you. Everywhere you are, just place your hand on your chest. You are rededicating your life to Jesus. You are giving your life to Jesus. Just place your right on your chest and say these words after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for giving me the opportunity to fulfill my purpose in this world. Today, I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your salvation. I acknowledge that I am standing alone. You are no longer part of my journey. But I have come, come back to you with the whole of my life to serve you, to love you. So I ask that dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord. And my personal savior. Wash all my sins away. With your precious blood. And please write my name. In the book of life. I confess with my mouth. That Jesus is the son of God. I believe with all my heart. That he died for my sins. And God raised him from the dead. I boldly declare. I am born again. Born of the spirit of God. And I will fulfill my purpose. In Jesus name. Amen. Father I thank you for all those who have prayed this prayer. Those who have rededicated their life to Jesus. Those who have given their life to Jesus. I pray for this one today. That in the name of Jesus. That all things will become new in their lives. I pray today that you will now rise as a salt of the world. To be who God wants you to be. Your intimacy with God will make you a change agent in this world. In the name of Jesus. I pray today that today marks a new beginning in your life. A new beginning of intimacy. And walk with God. So shall it be in jesus name we are praying shout a louder amen. amen now listen to me those of you who pray that prayer i'm going to ask you to lift up your hand they are going to put a card in your hand i don't want it to come out i want you to just put that card after the service when we are welcoming all our guests under that tent i want you to join the people that are going to be under that tent because you see giving or dedicating your life to jesus is not something you should trivialize we want to help you know the meaning of what it takes to be a child of God, to give your life to Jesus. We want to stand by you to grow because the devil wants to separate you from God, wants to take away that part of God from your life, but we are going to stand shoulder to shoulder with you to help you grow. We will never condemn you. We will never judge you because God does not judge you. God does not condemn you. But one thing you will be sure of is that by the grace of God, we will stand with you hold you by the hand and help you become who God wants you to be. So right now, wherever you are, if you make that decision, at my welcome team, please go into the congregation. Just wave your hands to me. Raise it. They are going to quickly put a card on your hand. If you give your life to Jesus, let them put a card in your hand. Welcome team, please do that. Friend. One, one person cannot do that. I need people, multiple people to go. Just put a card in their hand right now. Put that card in their hand. Please, there's somebody to the right. Please, somebody, I need somebody here. Please distribute the cards into the hands of the people right now. Because today, the devil is losing. There are salt that are people that are the salt of the earth is rising from this congregation today. Men are women who are going to make an impact in their generation. So wave your hand if you have not gotten your card. Let them put that card in your hand. All right. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now, Lady Peace is coming to lead us in special prayer. Listen. Listen. As we begin to pray for the love of God to fill our hearts, remember, this love is what will make a difference in Nigeria. Nigeria needs salt right now. Our country 
is dying. Our country is perishing. We need generation of Daniels, you and I, to rise up to make a difference. It will not start from the top. It starts from your room. It starts from here. So as we pray for the love of God today, remember the love of God will not just take you to heaven. The love of God wants to make you a change agent on this earth. So let's take this prayer session seriously and the Lord bless us greatly. Let's welcome Lady Pia. She leads us in this wonderful prayer time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Please open your Bibles with me to Ephesians 3, verse 19. Ephesians 3, verse 19. It says, and I read, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, and to know the love of Christ. We're going to lift our voices this morning and say, Father, Father, Fill me with your love. Fill me with your love. Fill me to fullness. Fill me to fullness. With your love. With your Let love. us lift our voices as Father, we begin to pray. Lift your voices and begin to pray. Lift your voices and begin to pray. Fill me to fullness. With your love. In the name of Jesus. Fill me to fullness. Let me connect with your love. Let me have a connection with your love. I cannot be sought by myself. I want to be joined with you. In the name of Jesus. Fill me with your love. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voices and pray this morning. Ask God to fill you up. Ask God to fill you up with his love. To fullness. To fullness. Fill me up, Lord, with your love. In the name of Jesus. Fill me to fullness with your love. In the name of Jesus. Fill me to fullness. Fill me to fullness. Fill me to fullness. In the name of Jesus. That you will fill me to fullness. Fill us to fullness. In the name of Jesus. That's love that is more than knowledge. Your love that is more than knowledge. That passes knowledge. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Thank you, In Jesus' name we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we exalt you. We glorify your name today. Thank you because we have been filled with your love. Thank you because this week we are going to become the salt of the earth. We are going to announce ourselves as a salt. We are going to be activate the things around us as the salt of the earth. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Pray for the necessary doors that needs to be opened for you this week. That the power of God will go ahead of you and open them in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for the necessary connections that you need for everything to go on smoothly for you. The Lord connects you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for the exceptional grace that you need this week to do great exploits for the Lord. The Lord grants you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go and prosper. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us put our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you take your seat, can you please bring out an offering and lift it up to the King of Kings and say, Lord, I thank you because you have put these seeds in my hands. Thank you because you have blessed me so much out of the abundance. I bring this to you. Lift it up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take it and use it for your praise.
Take it and use it for your glory. Let my finance receive your touch. In the name of Jesus. This new week, I would not lack anything God. Talk, prophesy. Lift your voices and prophesy. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Proclaim the things that you want to see in your finances this week. Talk to the Almighty who is able to make it happen. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, seeth the Lord. There is nothing God cannot do. He's the one in charge of canceling debts all over the place. Whatever it is that you are brought here financially that is like a burden, I want you to put it down at his feet right now. Use your seed as a point of contact for wellness. Wellness in your finances. Wellness in your finances is... He's in your finances. Everyone struggling financially here. This seed stands for us and ministers in the name of Jesus. This seed stands for us during this week. We will receive financial freedom. Financial free. Every financial captivity, we are breaking out of it. In the name of Jesus. Financial chains are breaking in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Are we ready to dance and give our offerings? Are you sure you're ready to dance? Don't you? They will say, are you ready to dance and give your offering? All right, please, lead us in some songs. What a marvelous God. What a marvelous God. He has done marvelous things for me. What a marvelous God. What a marvelous He used to do marvelous things for me. Hallelujah. to repeat uh, some of the announcements that we had earlier because of those of us that were not around when it was uh, made. Please remember that this Tuesday is not just an ordinary step-up service. It's also a movie night. Hallelujah. So it is time for us to invite our friends and all our loved ones to this very special location. It's movie night complete with Popcorn. Is it is moving like complete without popcorn? Yeah, complete with popcorn. So, like I said earlier, those of us that have been inviting our friends and they've been saying, Is there food? 
Will there be food in church? Yeah, there will be food on Tuesday night. Hallelujah. So please invite as many people that can be touched. You know, you don't have to do any other thing than invite them to come here and be ministered to uh, via the movie that will be displayed or that will be shown on that night. And likewise, next week Sunday is our Rep Your Club Sunday. Hallelujah. Does Jesus not deserve a round of applause? Hallelujah. So we are going to be coming to church on Sunday in our various um, club Jesse. And I, like I said, there are some people they know. We know ourselves, those of us that are in that club that I am uh, representing, you know. Maybe after the service we'll find out which club it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. But for those of us that are very serious with our clubs and all, it's time for you to...